listeners for joining us for another episode of the Stories Station. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and today our featured guest is TV Bond. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I'm really glad that we could actually finally talk. Uh, earlier, I had some Zoom issues. So <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was going to happen, but I'm, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for waiting for me. <laughs> oh, no, no problem. No problem. I understand that completely. Yeah, it's, it's I'm blaming everything on the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some days, some days. Some days. So uh, please go ahead, uh, introduce yourself, let people know what it is that you write. Mm-hmm. Well, hi everyone, I am TB Bond. Uh, you can call me T if you don't wanna call me TB. And I write paranormal romance and science fiction romance. And so kind of a lot of times everything kind of bleeds all together. Some days it seems as though because I have such a high fantasy element and seems like in everything that I write. <laughs> so yeah, I write it. It feels like it's all together. Mm. I love that. Do you ever plan on someday writing like a paranormal sci-fi timey-wimey kind of story? It's funny that you said that because that is a project I'm working on right now. <gasps> no. <laughs> yes. Okay. I have a project uh-huh. that is... It's a time travel paranormal in the fact that there's witches. So it's magic and science, but because the time travel, they're trying to understand the theories of it. So a lot of string theory and Einstein Rosenbridges and things come up as, as a way to explain what is happening magically and paradoxes and what oh we're going to do when we <laughs> affects this and affect that. I'm having a good time with it. I love that. I also got to be careful (laughs) too. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. Cause I, I know, um, when I, when I reached out to you earlier about, uh, having you on the podcast, you sent me, uh, a bunch of, uh, book covers for a Paris in springtime. So I was going to talk to you about that, but this, I, I definitely want to get into because there are not many like black female authors writing about paranormal or sci-fi romance. So I, I know <laughs> it depresses me. Yeah. It's like, why you, we can do anything. It's we, we literally, we have a hashtag that that says black girl magic why are we not you know, writing more black magical characters so i got a black girl magic there you go yeah Boom. i Ready. love it so what how okay i have so many questions i'm like wait whoa <laughs> i'm in a glass case of emotions <laughs> so what is the the premise of the story is like how far along are you within this story let's let's start there <laughs> that'll um, be my first question okay so I am currently two thirds of the way finished. <laughs> I'm trying by, to finish by the end of January. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I'm planning a 95,000 words to, for the project. And I'm at 62,000 right now. So you're already at a novel. So it's going to be a hefty novel. It's gonna I was going to say, wh- why that specific number? Because we all know a novel is 50K. Why not just tap out at 50K? Or do you feel like there's still so much to tell in the story that you just can't stop at 50? Oh, girl, <laughs> I'm high concept. I'm high uh, concept. The only way I can get a story under, the only way I can, I can have a short story is if I keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I have some short stories where it's like 3,000 words, 
and that covers one scene <laughs> one scene one it's scene. one scene of that one moment and so that's how that worked if i'm going beyond that then the word count starts increasing i've got some stories that are like 15 <laughs> and so the 15k stories they cover a couple scenes obviously mm-hmm. but there's still a short amount of time now you're giving and i only will focus on the couple on the couple if you see something like that it's focused on the couple them getting mm-hmm. together once you start getting into, if you see any stories that are 45K and plus, you know there is some drama happening in there. <laughs> and if it's over 45, then you might as well just sit in and get ready for the ride just because in for a week. Get, get ready because <laughs> I'm about to deliver some things to you. <laughs> I love that though, because sometimes I do read stories and it's 50K and I feel like okay, there's so much more that needs to be explored. Like the story was great, but I feel like there's so many unanswered questions. Is that part of your process, trying to answer all the questions without telling the reader point blank what's happening? Or do you like to leave a little what if in your stories? I like to do both. I like to answer the questions and I like to leave a little. It it depends on what I'm trying to accomplish. With this story, it's a one and done. So I'm definitely going to be knocking on that 95. It may even go more than that because my plans are to be one story. I actually had to, a friend had to call me down from the ledge because I started adding some, an element to the story that was going to drag it out even further. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, you need to bring that down if you're only going to do one story and you're trying to keep it at 95 because adding that probably would have added another 30 to 40 K to the story. And is that an issue? No, (laughs) but most romance people don't like to get too, too far in that territory. Cause when Mm -hmm. I say I write romance Mm -hmm. and then I have high concepts, I'm not afraid to have sex in my story. And that is something you you don't see a lot in (laughs) high concept stories Mm -hmm. that are going out there, the high fantasy and and political intrigue and all that. Mm -hmm. You usually don't see a lot of sex. If there's any sex, it's probably closed door. Or oh, you it's may, like fade to black or yeah it's probably <laughs> fade to black or they use creative word choice like I, I read this one I read like Jim Butcher he's famous for that where he'll have sex in his stories but most of it is closed door mm-hmm. except for a couple times where he did have open door sex but the way he wrote it it wasn't <laughs> and he touched this and he touched that and all the feelings it was all feelings oh god so you knew what was happening yeah. but you didn't know what was happening <laughs> And it's like, is this a daydream? <laughs> yes. And he only had that one scene. Mm-hmm. He only had that one scene. Now it worked for that, for his storytelling, because mm-hmm. that's his story is not a romance. It's a story that has some romance in it sometimes uh-huh. because it's about Harry Dresden in particular, mm-hmm. or reading Codex Alera. That didn't have any sex at all in it. And you know what? And that's okay. Yeah. Because that's his storytelling. That's his genre. <laughs> So, but, but one of the things I don't see do that yeah you choose to add that that extra element so do you think you would say ah this is this is a, a high concept story with sex or is this a romance story with high concepts <laughs> it's a romance story with high concept ah okay it is um, it is a romance story with high concept because I got the nerve to have a love triangle and everything <laughs> <laughs> Well, just sprinkle in a little soap opera madness to I did. I did. This this is very much a soap opera 
but you gotta love some fantasy and some science fiction to enjoy this because otherwise you're gonna be like what is happening because there, there there's not only what's happening but a lot of what's happening is being driven based upon the two men trying to chase the same girl oh no <laughs> and they're all chasing the same girl because they're into her Mm-hmm. But one is chasing her because that's the only reason why he's chasing her is because he into her and she can help. That just happens to be a benefit. And the other person is chasing <laughs> her primarily because what she could do for him and she's good in bed. You know, it's like, well, <laughs> you know what? I salute you. I do. Because usually it's two women chasing some guy and you, you find out at the end that literally these two probably would have been better off just coexisting and creating a life together versus chasing this this guy so I am very intrigued with this story <laughs> well you know what? I like to take tropes and then switch them up like yeah. another trope that a lot of people like that you see watch it say you see all the time is the I'm a virgin until I met you mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's usually the lady who is the virgin Mm -hmm. and the guy turns her out and then they get together and get married and all that good stuff so i actually have a story where the guy is the virgin Mm -hmm. i I made him the virgin and then on top of it unfortunately i did have to give you give some reasons why because i knew some people just wouldn't (laughs) accept that this guy was a virgin because he just because stuff was too complex for him to do mm-hmm. otherwise because let's face it it's hard out here in these streets <laughs> you may not want to dip your wick in everything i'm just saying you just might not want to do that but i i always find that so fascinating like that that truth like you said and i try to stay away from reading those stories sometimes because it's just like oh my god i already know how this is gonna play out it's like oh it's the girl that's the virgin and then the guy and he makes her a woman and it's just like you gotta be kidding me like there is no no phallic in the world that in my point of view that will ever make someone something more like why oh, why course. do we keep reading this like <laughs> it see in my eyes and this is my personal philosophy and I try to impart this in my story so I hope people see that I feel as though romance is an addition to your life it's not the sum of your life mm-hmm. if you're single and you're happy good yeah. But you know what? I will tell you that having a partner mm-hmm. is an added bonus and it helps you see the world a little differently mm-hmm. because now you have to be accountable to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now you have to put someone else's needs in front of your own or the group, yes. the team that you two form mm-hmm. before you just do whatever. And that's a lot different. There's nothing wrong with a single life. And it's just like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be married. And I know sometimes it's we're so as women we're so focused on how we need to produce black girl magic how we need to be an independent woman a strong woman and we need to have it all do it all all by ourselves we don't need a man uh there's nothing wrong with having someone hold your purse i'm just saying (laughs) there's nothing wrong with someone having to hold your purse i love it and i and i get it and i'm glad that you you addressed it because again like I I am obviously I'm hashtag team single like but I I understand why people would want a partner or a teammate and I think that's nice for them but then they when you tell them that they're like oh it'll happen for you someday and it's like 
um, I, I kind of don't want it to, but thank you. There you go. <laughs> like you try to ease into it and then just segue out of the conversation. So <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to this story. So thank you for sharing it with us today. Like I'm really excited. I'm excited to, to read more of your work in general, especially your novellas, because I personally love novellas. Like I like something that I can clear out in, you know, four hours. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy them because I I also understand that I'm funny I found this out so (laughs) wait did you you... find this out from a a reader that you were funny in your stories or just (laughs) yes I did they said that they enjoyed it because I give them a laugh and there's some romance and I just brighten their day and I was like oh okay I'm funny (laughs) people want funny people want humor people even to some degree people want a happy story so thank you for for providing all of us something happy and funny and maybe a little sci-fi i'm okay with that i i i'm a doctor who fan i i know a little oh, bit so I know am a little I. Something. yeah so <laughs> am I. uh you said that in your bio you and your husband both are nerds and i was like that's that's a great thing so <laughs> join the club <laughs> Yes, it's a new, I think you'll have a, a good time, especially if you've ever seen. Yeah, I think you'll have a good time. I would say, I was talking to somebody earlier today mm-hmm. and they were talking about how they discovered the show Eureka, which was this yeah. great show that was on the sci-fi channel that I totally adore. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, that is my brand except <laughs> for with more sex because the humor that they went through, mm-hmm. the science they went through, the fantastical problems that they had to solve. I have things that are similar like that, but it's not as, oh, we're all focused on the problem. And this one, every man, man comes along and solves the issue. It's Mm -hmm. not quite like that, but it's the ambiance of it all where there are these things that are happening. Sometimes these end of the world states, because let's face it, almost every single time every into the world states. Oh my gosh, if we don't do this, the world will come to an end. It's like, ah, I love it. But at the same time, it's like, come on. <laughs> Is it yeah. though? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> so the, but the humor, I laughed so much, Eureka. Like my favorite, one of my favorite scenes from Eureka was when the legs escaped and the sheriff had to catch the legs. And then after he caught him, he put the legs in the hold his tail and they were just jumping on the bed. Oh my gosh. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, they were just jumping on the bed like crazy. And he's just looking like, you're making me tired. <laughs> he was trying to just chase robotic legs down the street. Oh, it's a tough job. But someone's got to do it. <laughs> Sheriff Carter. Yeah, it's a good time. Well, now you've mentioned in your, uh, your stories that there is sex. So on the podcast, I do have what I call the smooch ratings. Now, given your overall view of your stories as a whole, how would you rate the sex scenes in your work? Would you give it one star, two, three, or four? Four being the highest, one being the lowest. And then try to tell me why if you can. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I think you can do it. Okay, so if you're a person who's read fan fiction fiction in your life, Mm -hmm. you probably would say I'm a two and a half or a three. Mm -hmm. Um, Other people who have never read fan fiction would say that I'm a four. (laughs) Four. (laughs) I love how you said, if you are a fan of fan fiction, and literally in my head, I'm like, "Mm, tell me more. (laughs) Yes, I used 
to write fan fiction by the day I will not tell you who I was <laughs> because the I need a beta reader very badly yeah. I was back in the day I wrote fan fiction um anyone who's ever familiar with my fan fiction and then has been even though I'm not going to tell you who and then you mm-hmm. read my work you definitely will recognize me you'll be like this is very well edited unlike your fan fiction but. I like it though it's like the history of you as a as a writer as an author you started with the humble beginnings of fan fiction and then you moved on to, <laughs> to yes. the, the big world <laughs> yes I did but fan fiction a lot fan fiction did several things for me mm-hmm. it toughened my skin yeah. for critique uh, for critique because in fan fiction world when I was writing they would call that a flame when someone was putting that hateful stuff on you mm-hmm. and so I had this one story where people did not like the coupling and there was like a hundred flames <laughs> and wow. I was like and I will be warm all winter y'all and I do not care I was oh, like long year, don't care. But I love that though. I'll, I'll let you keep your your fan fiction secrets. I'll, I'll let you keep them because that's part of who made you who are you put. Well, that's part of why you are the way you are now when you write. So, speaking of like critique and fan fiction in general, like you said that your your fan fiction probably needed a few edits. How do? Oh, you we need a lot of edits. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I was being diplomatic, but okay. <laughs> But like, how do you go about the editing process? Because a 90K story sounds like, and you've already had some developmental help with your friend. So how do you even begin to approach editing for such a story? So the first thing I'm going to do is after I write it, is I'm, I'm going to let someone else read it. <laughs> Normally I don't do that. Yeah. But, uh, I'm going to do that this time. And the reason why is because this story, I started on it last year and then I had to go away from it for a a many months. Mm -hmm. And then I went back through it to make sure it made some kind of sense and then started writing on it again. Mm -hmm. And so I have a little bit of concern about the time gap of my Uh, writing. mm -hmm. And so that's why I want someone else to look at it to make sure they understand what's going on. But typically what I do when I'm writing stories that are definitely shorter is I'll read through them just to make sure it makes sense coherently. Mm -hmm. And then I will have it be, I will have the computer read it back to me. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And that voice doesn't bother you? (laughs) Cause I know some people say, this is terrible. I can't listen. I, I went, I went and I made adjustments to the voice. So it's not as bad to me. Mm-hmm. It's still a romantic voice, yeah. but there's nothing funnier than hearing a robot say something. I felt some kind of way and she touched me or something <laughs> like that. And you're like, this, this is hilarious. I gotta admit, I do love that. Especially when you go on social and people are using it and the robot is using AAVE. I just die every time. <laughs> yes, yes, that yes. Because he always sounds good for the the heroes, which a lot of times the heroes are white males. So he usually <laughs> Sounds good for them. But then when you get to the ladies, it gets kind of quirky and you're like, okay. <laughs> like you now have my attention. Okay, this is just a tad bit too much, but I'm all the way here for it. Exactly. 
I love it. And again, I cannot wait to to make an attempt to read the story. I'm probably going to need a week to read the story. It's been a while since I've read a 90K story, but I'm up for the challenge, especially being a bit of a nerd myself. So thank you for, for working and putting that out into the universe. So uh, please remind everyone where they can find you online. If you have, I know you have Facebook, but if you have any other socials, go ahead and share those down below. Typically, you can find me on social media at Never Stirred. Mm-hmm. Um, never Stirred on Twitter, Never Stirred on TikTok, Never Stirred on Instagram, uh, Facebook, I am TV Bond. Mm-hmm. I managed to snag that before the pharmacy did. There is a pharmacy <laughs> called TV Bond that's in um, Hillsboro, Texas. I have oh, no wow. stake in that. I'm going to go there one day once <laughs> Texas calms down. And I'm going to go there. And, and just show up and see if they noticed me <laughs> like, hey. but uh they you know what because of them I now use never stirred primarily for my handles so yeah never stirred you very rarely gonna see tv bond but never stirred <laughs> is it my website is bondgirlblue.com and there, there's an interesting story about that I will definitely have to get into that when you uh release this this timey wimey sci-fi romance of you <laughs> exactly and it is timey wimey people are gonna be like what <laughs> what is going on <laughs> I definitely put your uh your time travel hat on because <laughs> oh and you know what else is even more fun mm-hmm. i've been thinking about how we the society is an amalgamation of obviously different generations and because of that we don't necessarily let go certain trends like i could say something like can you dig what i'm saying and you understand from context clues what mm-hmm. i said you're thinking okay that's a little bit old-fashioned or that's kind of okay, cool I'll, t- I'll allow it <laughs> yeah. yeah you're like that's kind of cool mm-hmm. and so when i have my heroine who is 50 years from this location where we are now, roughly, mm-hmm. I had to give her a, a different speech pattern. At first, I was going to make up words like they did in Young Justice, where everything was crash and, and stuff like that. But I decided I was going to do one better mm-hmm. and bring the 70s back. <laughs> and so she's, when when you see it, when you read it, you're going to to see a lot of 70s ref 70s slang in there like calling somebody a goof or saying far out which i didn't even realize was seven i am i am so here for this i can dig it (laughs) i am so here for this it just reminds me of airplane and it's like yes i speak jive (laughs) yes yes she was hilarious that was honestly that's still a cinematic masterpiece in my point from my point of view i love it so i'm already on board for this story (laughs) thank you i had to also do it a certain way so you didn't think it took place in the 70s so it was like Uh, a you know today's references and sprinkle the 70s i couldn't sprinkle too much because i didn't want anybody to be confused thank you so much we we needed this we we need it we really do and you know why why not everyone else is reviving and bringing back shows and whatnot what why stop at the 90s let's go back two more decades why not might as well (laughs) let's go ahead and knock it out 
You know what though? This story is slowly turning into Doctor Who meets Cleopatra Jones meets Mad Max Fury Road meets Practical Magic. This is what is turning in. See, now I see into. why you have that good. You have a really good friend who can pull you from the ledge because I can see how this smattering of stories would play out. <laughs> and it could possibly become a tsunami. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, you, and then you I had a nerve to have the hero be a Vietnamese guy. I love it. We need more Asian representation. Do it. Do all the things. <laughs> I did. I did, and I put some Vietnamese in there. there if y'all go. got any questions, y'all can come see me, or there you can you go. Google put the pronunciation. All of it in the gumbo. <laughs> Just put it all in the gumbo and stir it up. See what happens. <laughs> Absolutely, and I got African mythology. I, I did yeah. some. Oh my! Wait. Um, and we are we looking at a Vietnamese, African American, just historical, like smash up, like mash up. Yes, we are. Up. I love it. Yes, we are. But I didn't go very far back in the past. Um, <laughs> she's from the future, so she came back to this time period. Mm-hmm. I did that. Yeah, I did. I love it. And I picked Vietnamese. I'm very I'm comfortable with the Vietnamese language in general, so that's why I picked it. Ooh, that is definitely a topic we we will have to talk about when when the book is released because for me it's I like Asian culture but the Vietnamese is one, a hard one for me because <laughs> it sounds like a really quick song like I, I think of other languages as songs sometimes mm-hmm. and Vietnamese to me is like a really fast quick step it's like a honky-tonk quick step and it's just okay, like cool, what cool. is going on <laughs> But I know, and that, I think that that's the easiest. That's been the easiest language for me to pick up so far. I, I was doing really good with it, and then I had, then I fell off. I'm gonna have to pick it back up. Please, I feel like I should up. just go ahead and start over. <laughs> but it's the easiest one to learn and write, from what I'm seeing, because the letters look like letters we're already familiar with if you speak English <laughs> so that makes it easier you're just having to learn what those diacritics mean and how to get the different sounds out wow I never thought about it that way before I always figured out of all the Asian languages uh, Korean Hangul would be the easiest because to me I started writing Hangul within like 60 minutes after looking at it it's like okay T-A-M okay cool got this I could do this and then you know I grammar slowed me down and humbled me very quickly <laughs> yeah right and after that I was like oh okay cool I got this cool well thank you so much T for joining us today on this episode of the story station this is K McCoy your host sign off until next time thank you guys bye bye <laughs>